touchdown pass on the far sideline. Now he's going to take the snap. Henny is going to drop back. Pursuit coming. He's going to throw Mario Manning up. Makes the catch. Manning out with a touchdown. A miracle in Ann Arbor. Henny to Manningham for the second time in the game. As the Wolverines go crazy, they are rushing the field. Michigan has defeated Penn State on the final play of the game with one second to go. Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I know To stay away oh, I said Pandora's box, a box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have half a mind To leave you, babe That means I have half a mind To stay it's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and drink and culture, and waiter, there's culture in my drink, and it tastes pretty good. Today we're going to talk about fermented things, liquid fermented things, for several reasons. One reason is that it's WCBN's 40th anniversary this year, and something very special is happening regarding that. And also because there are events going on around town that have some kind of peripheral connection to food and drink. We're going to bring them all together. And it's an interesting coincidence that we just had a show there about sports, including football, because football is also going to get tossed into the middle of the room, so make sure to catch that. But right now, let's talk about fire water. That's right, fire water. The Urban Dictionary calls fire water a strong drink, especially whiskey, but it doesn't have to only be whiskey. How about something strong like Wilson Pickett? Now, that, that man is strong. Now, how about Wilson Pickett? This is a tune that just happens to be called fire water. Let's hear it. Actually, it's fire and water. Close enough. Every way this night 
Wilson Pickett, yeah, that is Fire and Water. I said it was Fire Water, but I was only kidding. But it's as strong as Fire Water, because it's Wilson Pickett. It's nice to hear Wilson Pickett in the early 70s. You hear a lot of his great tunes from the 60s. Good to hear one from the early 70s. This is Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. And it's drinkies we're talking about right now, fermented things and other strong drinkies. Here's some news actually from Nathan Bomey of AnnArbor.com. This is actually a drinky place that is no longer, it hasn't been for a while, but just in case you wanted to know, the former Leopold Brothers, you may remember, you probably remember if you lived around Ann Arbor for a while. Leopold Brothers on Main Street, the brewery, was built in 1927, and in 1999 it became Leopold Brothers Leopold Brothers had a goal of creating the world's first sustainable brewery. Quickly to fast forward now, the Leopold Brothers site, the former site of Leopold Brothers, has been sold. No, it's, it's actually being leased. It's being leased, but not for food, not for drink. It's for a tech firm called Hook Logic. So perhaps if you were hoping for another brewski in that space, that may not happen. So that is sad news if that's what we were looking for. But a company in Ann Arbor is expanding and hiring, so... That could be good for Ann Arbor. Now, as recently as late 2009, says here in the AnnArbor.com article, the owners of the building had been considering marketing the space for use as a banquet and large meeting facility. And the owners described it as a gorgeous old building, which it certainly is. So this building, this gorgeous building, Leopold Brothers, opened in 1999. They had music shows. They offered organic microbrews. And they had micro-distilled spirits like the Misha Gin and Tonic, Misha Gin and Tonic in Michigan, a.k.a. Red Wing. Michigan's liquor licensing laws prevented Todd Leopold from selling his distilled spirits in Michigan, and rising rent became a problem. So the Leopold brothers pulled up stakes and in 2008 moved to Colorado. Now, here's the thing. That's sad news if you were hoping to drink there, but there's some very good news involving brewing and such because WCBN's having its 40th anniversary this year. We've got a whole bunch of events coming up this year. And one thing that's just already happened but will continue to happen in drink form is the listenership Pale Ale. See, the Arbor Brewing Company has come up with a brew just for WCBN to celebrate the anniversary here. Says... Says the Arbor Brewing Company, the English pale ale is brewed with American smoked malt and English hops, which work in harmony to throw a unique twist on the classic style. Subtle, almost sweet smokiness and sharp bitterness make this brew a beer drinker's favorite, while it still remains accessible to everyone aboard the listener ship. We are all aboard the listenership. That's ask. You can ask about that at Arbor Brewing Company. Find out about that. That is on their website now, and you can read all about it. There is also a WCBN 40th birthday coffee blend made by Ugly Mug Cafe in Ypsilanti. And you can find out more about that very soon. We're going to talk about that and all kinds of events coming up for the 40th anniversary. But right now, um, what do you think? You want you want a drink? I want a drink. I want to drink the music. It It looks pretty tasty, actually. Here is, here are the comedian harmonists from the wonderful land of Germany. And I believe they're in this CD player right here. Let me just uh, inspect the CD player here now because I I believe people have been using it to uh, drink. Yes, here we go. There's a tune here called Let's Have Another Beer. And most importantly, it has an exclamation point at the end. And you are welcome to sing along with the Comedian Harmonists if you speak a language. 
They just sound happier and happier as the song goes on. Doesn't that, isn't that wonderful? The comedian harmonists, and of course that was Let's Have Another Beer. You can hear it in their voices. That's really what they want. It's WCBN-FM Ann Arbor for the most part, in Ann Arbor, always. I'm Mike, and this is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food and culture and things and stuff. Now, I mentioned earlier about WCBN's 40th anniversary ale, the Listenership Pale Ale from Arbor Brewing Company. I should mention a disclaimer that this is not to be confused with Old Frothing Slosh. The Old Frothing Slosh Stale... That either. The Old Frothing Slosh Pale Stale Ale. Here's the story. See, a fellow by the name of Regis John Cordick... Regis means king, and he certainly was a king of something. Born in 1926, died in 1999 with a beer in his hand. He was an American radio personality and actor. 
He did radio in Pittsburgh, and one of his most memorable running gags at both WWSW, which is hard to say when you're drunk, and KDKA in Pittsburgh, which is easier to say, were fake advertisements for old frost... Also, see, you know, you don't even have to drink. Old frothing slush, the pale stale ale with the foam on the bottom. The beer was supposedly brewed by Sir Reginald Frothing Slosh at Upper Crudney on the Thames. In 1955, Pittsburgh Brewing Company began issuing special Christmas season cans and bottles of old frothing slosh filled with real beer. The humorous labels changed every year and became favorites of collectors. The brewery, the brewery, the brewery is very, very special. The brewery, as well as a few other small local Pittsburgh breweries such as Tech Beer, released new editions of Old Frothing Slush even after Cordick left Pittsburgh, continuing until 1982 and then reviving the brand in 1998 and more recently in 2007. Old Frothing Slush Pale Stale Ale is not the same as listenership Pale Ale celebrating the 40th anniversary of WCBN. Speaking of fermented, what about kimchi? You know, the Korean lovely, lovely condiment. It's, it's more, more uh, d- what's the word I'm looking for? It's, it deserves more of a, of a name. It's kingly. It's kind of regency, you know, this condiment. Now, kimchi says here in newamericanmedia.org, apparently Korea's quintessential kimchi isn't as well known as we thought, or else New York City officials wouldn't penalize kimchi makers for the way the fermented cabbage dish is stored. In the eyes of health inspectors, kimchi is a cold food that belongs in the fridge at all times. If not, it becomes, quote, potentially hazardous, unquote. They just don't get it, said Lee, a Korean restaurant owner in Manhattan who didn't want to disclose his full identity and business name. It's hard to get the concept across that kimchi can be kept at room temperature and it won't kill anyone. He's one of many Korean restaurant owners in New York slapped with violation points and fines. New York City's health department requires cold food to be stored below 41 degrees Fahrenheit, a temperature too cold for kimchi to properly ferment. Park Shin Soon, owner of Duck Yang in Queens, tried to explain this to inspectors only to end up with a $700 fine and violation points. The fines and cautions have taken citations have taken a direct hit on restaurants on restaurants' images as they require to post on their doors a letter grade of A, B, and C based on their ingredients. Diners don't want to walk into a restaurant with a low health inspection grade. Restaurants have asked the mayor and health authorities to loosen the inspection rules over kimchi. And here's another letter on kimchi I discovered. This was in a letter to the editor to the Korean Times on kimchi. Korea's quintessential kimchi is having problems with health officials in New York City and rates front-page coverage here in Korea. It seems that NYC officialdom doesn't understand the unique properties of storing Korean kimchi and restaurant owners want ordinances and laws changed to meet their needs. While here in South Korea, restaurants have a problem with rules and regulations regarding importing blue cheese and poppy seeds, as in poppy seed cake, and the biggest of all, expiration dates on wine. Maybe everyone needs to get together and sort out what is protectionist and what is lack of knowledge or understanding. It is 2012. Let's not play stupid. Unless it's fun. That's actually from Chef D.G. Edwards in Seoul, Korea, writing a letter to the Korean Times. And if you run across some kimchi, perhaps you won't have the response that could happen if you drink something real and don't handle it in a responsible manner. Let's 
ponder that for just a second. Here, here's a, a public service announcement. It goes like this. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Jim. Hey, Sarah, what's that big deal on your front bumper? My owner's been drinking and driving lately and ran me into a stop sign. Uh-oh, there he is. He's coming out of the bar. He looks pretty tipsy. I hope he's not driving me tonight. Uh-oh, I was wrong. He started me up. I'm leaving. I'll see you later. At least I hope I will. Someone called 911. There's a big accident. This message goes out to all of you that drink. Don't drink and drive. It's a bad idea. Also, it doesn't just hurt you. It hurts the citizens and the cars around you. Don't drink and drive! That's right. That's right. What she said. Absolutely. Kimchi is not harmful. Drinking and driving is. I think I think we got that now. That's true. Thank you for that. Now... I should mention, this is a side topic here, but this is a very interesting one because it does deal with food and fasting in a different kind of way. And as I mentioned earlier, football, the Martin Luther King Jr. Symposium is happening at the University of Michigan. Martin Luther King Jr. Day observed is Monday the 16th coming up. And among the many events, you can look look up at mlksymposium.umich.edu is going to be a film. You're going, you can see a film called Fordson Faith, Fasting, and Football. It's directed by Rashid Ghazi, who says he grew up as a big football fan, and he says as soon as he got the green light to make this film, he and his wife had a choice to shoot the documentary or build a house. So they shot the film instead. It's a documentary. He says it's about high school football and the American dream wrapped up in hijabs, mosques, and baklava rather than baseball caps, churches, and apple pie. Interesting. So Ford, Fordson Faith, Fasting, and Football is going to be at the Michigan Union Ballroom. It's free to the public this coming Monday, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. And it follows a predominantly Arab-American Arab high school football team from Fordson High School in Dearborn, as they practice for their big cross-town rivalry game during Ramadan. Ramadan is the month when Muslims traditionally fast every day from sunrise to sundown, revealing a community holding on to its Islamic faith and the American dream while struggling to gain acceptance in post-9-11 America. It's an inspirational story of an immigrant community's resilience that attempts to answer the question, who is an American? So that's What's going on? Fordson Faith, Fasting, and Football is going to be at the Michigan Union Ballroom Monday from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. Now, on a different subject, there are three other letters that start with F, and the auto show is in town, and it's a big deal and everything, but perhaps they should just go back in time, reach way back, 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 and go back to their roots. You know, like having a tractor in the room. Well, let me this will be this will make it clear right here, right? Here we go. Three billion people share this earth. They depend upon the earth's surface for the basic necessities of food and fiber. Where there is a tractor, the basic need for food is met. Where there is a tractor, the basic need for fiber is met. There are three basics that work together. Food, 
Fiber, and Ford. those high kicks felt good. Yeah, they sure did. That was Food, Fiber, and Ford, a very mysterious recording bestowed upon me by Arwolf. Thank you, Arwolf. Arwolf was going to help us to face the music in upwards of seven to six minutes or somewhere in between. In the meantime, we do have some talking still to do. There's some information that you might want to know. Hostess Brands, this is tragic, the maker of Twinkies and Wonder Bread, is filing for bankruptcy protection. It's blaming its troubles with its pension and medical benefits obligations, increased competition, people fighting in the streets using Twinkies as weapons, and tough economic conditions. Medical benefits, well, we all know the medical benefits of Twinkies, but that's another story. Meantime, perhaps a glass of wine will make you feel better about that, but this may not make you feel so good about feeling better. This will make sense in a moment. Reuters Health says, Red Wine Heart Research has been slammed with fraud charges. A University of Connecticut researcher who studied the link between aging and a substance found in red wine 
has committed more than 100 acts of data fabrication and falsification, which are two different things, the University of Connecticut said today, throwing much of his work into doubt. Deepak K. Das directed the university's cardiovascular research center. He studied reservatrol, which was touted by a number of scientists and companies as a way to slow aging or remain healthy as people get older. Among his findings was that the pulp of grapes is as heart-healthy as the skin, even though the antioxidant properties differ. So, the wine research and the connection to the heart, it looks like, well, he's, he appeared in a lengthy video touting the nutrient as the next aspirin. The connection to wine is now suspect. Very sad. So you may just have to drink wine because you like it. That's very sad news, and I'm very sorry. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike for a while. Going to hear some Elvis in just a moment because yesterday WCBN played one of its monthly movies. You can see free movies at WCBN at the Arbor Brewing Company. Jailhouse Rock was last night. Also, as I mentioned once once more, the, the debut of the listenership Pale Ale was yesterday at Arbor Brewing Company. It's an English pale ale brewed with American smoked malt and English hops. You can read about it at the Ann Arbor the Arbor Brewing Company website. And it's also Elvis's birthday week. Elvis was born in on Sunday, the Sunday of the 8th in January. And this is a celebration week for him. I know all of you are celebrating. And he's still in Kalamazoo. He was spotted at the Burger King in the early 80s. I still haven't heard the 80s Elvis doing his hits, including Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? But it won't be long. Elvis is in all of us. And let's go out with one of the greatest songs Elvis ever recorded. No, not Hound Dog. No, not Heartbreak Hotel. Not even Jailhouse Rock. This is, as a matter of fact, the the best of the two songs he ever did about clams. This is Do the Clam. I want everybody now to do the clam. Now that the roads are not slippery yet, you can do the clam and not slip. This has been WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Will continue to be for an indeterminate amount of time. Keep on listening. Thank you, Elvis. Hey, everybody, gather around and listen to that bongo sound. Grab the first one in your reach. Now we're gonna shake the beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the clam, do the clam. Grab your barefoot baby by the hand. Turn and tease, hug and squeeze. Take right in and do the clam. You can't get your heart to spin on the outside looking in. Moon ain't gonna last all night Well, let's work up an appetite Do the clam, do the clam Grab your barefoot baby by the hand Turn and cheek, hug and squeeze Dig right in and do the clam
to those happy feet. Ain't you glad that you found out what the clown is all about? It's 7 o'clock. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 megahertz. We're the voice of the underground intellectual resistance movement, creative radio, experimental, experiential broadcasting from the University of Michigan, run by students with lots of community involvement. It's time to face the music. Here's Meredith Monk. (laughs) 